Welcome to the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast, a primitive Baptist ministry declaring the good news of the finished work of salvation by grace alone. This program is brought to you weekly by Elder Joe Nettles, pastor of Sulphur Springs Primitive Baptist Church in Caledonia, Mississippi, and Elder David Wise, pastor of Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church in Ackerman, Mississippi. Stay tuned for today's message. Good morning and welcome to the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast. This is Elder David Wise here with you again this morning, and we're very thankful that you've had a chance to tune in with us, and we pray that the Lord will bless our time together this week as well as every week. We hope that you'll tune in again at this time, whether it be on the radio or through a internet platform or on a podcast. We would love to know if you listen to us. Go to our website, gospel-of-grace.com. You can find our contact information there. Please contact us with any questions and if we can help you in any way. If you are in the North Mississippi area, we would love to have you come out and worship with us at Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church in Ackerman, Mississippi, and also Sulphur Springs Primitive Baptist Church in Caledonia, Mississippi. Both of our churches meet on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. for public worship, and we also meet on Wednesday nights at 6 p.m. in Starkville, Mississippi, using the New Covenant Church building on West Garrett Road. So come out and see us on Wednesday nights as well in Starkville if you have the ability. Today on the program, we would like to continue our series on Jesus Christ in the law, and we want to look at the year of Jubilee. What an exciting, happy topic to think about the year of Jubilee where all debts are forgiven, where servants are set free. Just a beautiful picture of the redemption and liberty and freedom that we have in Jesus Christ and his salvation. And we hope the Lord will bless our consideration of that year of Jubilee here on the program today. So stay tuned and we'll bring that message for you right after the song.
morning and welcome again to the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast. This is Elder David Wise here with you on the program today. And we're very thankful to have you have stayed tuned in with us. And we've been trying to go through Jesus Christ in the law and looking at how the Old Testament scriptures testify of Jesus Christ. And during my last time, we considered the Sabbath day and how Christ is our Sabbath and Christ is our rest, the fulfillment of that Sabbath rest for us here in the New Testament kingdom. And in conjunction with that, we'd like to turn to Leviticus chapter 25 today, and we'd like to look at the year of Jubilee. The year of Jubilee. Now, the way that we lead up to the year of Jubilee is at the beginning of Leviticus chapter 25, we find that there is a commandment from the Lord that every seventh year is to be a Sabbath of rest unto the land. Okay? So he set the pattern that every seventh day of the week you need to rest. And then he says, your land, every seventh year, you need to give the whole land a break. Your land needs a rest. So every seventh year, you don't plant anything. You don't plant anything, and you don't even gather the stuff that grows naturally. You don't necessarily plant vines, but even that seventh year, you don't go out and you don't prune your vine, or you don't gather the fruit that comes on those vines. So every seventh year, you give the land a break. And this is just one more example of the wisdom of God in the Mosaic law that people did not know about for centuries and even thousands of years to come. And now it's a regularly understood practice that people need to observe crop rotation, right? Because if you just plant the exact same field for 30 or 40 years, that field, the nutrients are going to be so malnourished that your crop's not going to be any good. But if you give that land a break, and surprise, surprise, even our modern agriculturists today, as they've done their studies and they've done all their research, what have they determined to be a pretty good interval for you to give the land a break? About every seven years. How about that, right? (laughs) The Lord is always ahead of his time. And we see so much of that in the Old Testament law too. So God knew all about crop rotation, right? He knew all about the nutrients in the soil. And he said, listen, you need to give this land a break. Give the land a break every seven years because I told you to as a commandment. So then you count seven Sabbath years, okay? So seven years and then seven Sabbath years. That's the 49th year, okay? And then on the seventh month, on the Day of Atonement of the 49th year, there would be an announcement that the upcoming 50th year is what was called a year of jubilee. A year of jubilee where captives were set free, where debt was forgiven, where land was returned to its previous owners, and a great day of liberty and forgiveness and redemption. And I hope that you can see both now and even more so by the end of the program, hopefully, that this year of Jubilee is pointing toward Jesus Christ and it's pointing toward our year of Jubilee, of redemption from bondage, of paying off of the debt, setting the captives at liberty, a restoration of the land that has been mortgaged, that we have been removed from, a restoration back to our original state and original fellowship. And as we're pointing toward the year of Jubilee and the New Testament kingdom and the gospel and the joy we have of the redemption and forgiveness and payment of our debt by the shed blood of the Lamb and shed blood of Lord Jesus Christ, as we're pointing toward that in the year of Jubilee, 
How appropriate was it that there was an announcement on that 49th year on the Day of Atonement? And remember, the Day of Atonement was in the seventh month of the year. You see all these sevens, and seven is the number of biblical perfection and completion. So we have all of these sevens consistently coming up in the scriptures. And on the 49th year, which is seven Sabbaths, right? Seven sevens, the 49th year. And then in that 49th year, in the seventh month, you have the Day of Atonement. And it was on the Day of Atonement that there was a trumpet. Anytime we hear trumpets, that should make our spiritual ears perk up, right? which Jesus ascended up into heaven the first time with a trumpet. We find that in the Psalms, and he's coming back with a trumpet too. So we have the announcement of the year of Jubilee at the ascension of Jesus Christ. This is in Psalm chapter 47 and verse 5 where it says he went up to heaven with a trumpet. And Jesus says in Acts chapter 1, he's coming back the same way that he went. So Jesus goes up with a trumpet. And I love how that trumpet on the ascension of Jesus Christ announced that that is our year of Jubilee, right? Because Jesus has been resurrected. And because Jesus was resurrected from the dead, now the captives have been set free. We've been set at liberty. Our debt has been paid and our servitude has been removed from indentured servitude to voluntary, joyful servitude. So we have that announcement of the year of Jubilee at the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And then certainly the final fulfillment of that year of Jubilee is when Jesus comes back the second time and we are restored back to the homeland of the new Jerusalem, right? So that trumpet announced the first year of Jubilee and then there's gonna be a second announcement when Jesus comes back the second time that that trumpet is gonna announce the final year of Jubilee as we go home to heaven to be with the Lord forever, amen? But notice that it was on the day of atonement that a trumpet was sounded to announce the year of Jubilee. And that's just beautiful, right? That on the day of atonement, when that priest who is pointing toward Jesus Christ as our high priest would take the shed blood of the lamb and he would sprinkle it before the mercy seat and then we would have the acceptance of the sacrifice that the sins of the people were remitted for that one year and they had to do it again the next year. But on the day of atonement, when the sacrifice of the lamb was made, there was a trumpet sounded that announced the year of Jubilee. And praise God for the year of Jubilee that we have here in the New Testament kingdom as our lamb was sacrificed for us and we have the announcement of the gospel trumpet to tell us about that. Praise God for our year of Jubilee we have in Jesus Christ. Amen. So let's look at this year of Jubilee. So the 50th year was supposed to be hallowed. It was a year of liberty where every man would return to his possession and every man would go back to land that was previously his. So first of all, we find that when they go into the land of Canaan, this is not their land, it's the Lord's land, right? And the Lord divided his land into all these different tribes and all these different people. So it's ultimately not necessarily Issachar's land or Benjamin's land or Reuben's land and their descendants. No, it's the Lord's land, right? So therefore, since it's the Lord's land, then you don't have the right to keep somebody else's land permanently. So what would happen during this these 50-year periods is, first of all, you would have a discount rate, okay? So let's say that this is the 48th year. You have 48 years to the next Jubilee. Well, you would kind of pay full price for something then, right? If somebody had to mortgage their house, they couldn't pay for something, so they mortgaged their house and gave it to someone else for a period of time. 
Well, this person would pay full price if there was 48 years left to the Jubilee. But if there's only two years left to the Jubilee, it's going to go back to the original owner. So they had this discounted fair market value. <laughs> and as an accountant, I can really appreciate that. <laughs> that the Lord set up this discounted fair market value situation where, look, you shouldn't have to pay the same full price on year 48 as you do on year two to the year of Jubilee, right? But what would happen is if you got in debt, then you might sell yourself to serve someone else. And if you got in severe debt, you could sell your land to someone else so you could receive money and you want to pay off your mortgage to them. But what happened on the year of Jubilee? Every single one of those debts were paid. It didn't matter how large your mortgage was. It didn't matter how, how great of a debt you owed. And it didn't matter how far away you were removed from your land. You had the right on the 50th year to go back to the land of your heritage, to go back to the land of your fathers and your posterity and return to the land that you had been previously removed from and that your debt would be paid. And if you had sold yourself into servitude for someone else, then you are removed from having to be the servant of that person anymore during the year of Jubilee. Oh man, what an exciting, happy time this must have been, right? People that were removed from their homeland, people that were removed from their family, that had served in great bondage for 49 years. Now, on that 50th year, we have this sound of the trumpet. Don't you know they got excited, right? Don't you know they got excited looking forward to that sound of the trumpet that announced the year of Jubilee, that announced that all of these debts would be paid. We have this beautiful message of the gospel trumpet in Isaiah chapter 40 that delivers comfort ye, comfort ye, my people. Cry to Jerusalem that her warfare is accomplished and she received the Lord's hand double for all of her sins. We also have in Isaiah chapter 61 and verse 1, a prophecy of Jesus, but it's also talking about the New Testament gospel as well. The Spirit of God is upon me to preach good news, but to proclaim liberty to the captives. You see, that's what that trumpet did on the Day of Atonement in that 49th year. It proclaimed liberty to the captives. It told those that had been under bondage for 48 years, you can go home. You can feel the liberty of freedom now and not suffer through the bondage that you are in. And then we translate that to the New Testament kingdom. We need to stand fast in the liberty with Christ has made us free. We know the gospel that Christ is our lamb that paid the penalty for our sin, that his blood was sprinkled before the mercy seat, then he paid for our sins as he entered into the holiest of holies and the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom. And now we have direct access into the, in the holiest of holies because that veil has been removed. And that's what happened on the day of atonement. And on that day of atonement, we have the announcement that this is our year of jubilee. You don't, you don't have to be in bondage anymore. You don't have to be in debt anymore. You don't have to be in servitude to sin and death anymore. No, you've been liberated by the power of Jesus Christ, right? You've been liberated by the blood of the Lamb. And then you have some people in Galatia that have felt the power of that gospel. They felt the power of salvation by grace alone. But then they said, well, you know what? I think we need to be circumcised in addition to what Christ did on the cross. And he said, listen, oh foolish Galatians, who bewitched you? Listen, you felt what liberty was like. You felt liberty. Why would you go back to bondage? 
the Old Testament Israelites that had been liberated from Egypt, this severe persecution and bondage that they'd had for hundreds of years in Egypt. And then they get out in the wilderness and they get a little hungry and they get a little discouraged. And they said, man, we need to pick a captain and let's go back to Egypt. Let's go back to bondage. Man, you remember how good we had it back in bondage where those Egyptian taskmasters were whipping us all the time and we had onions and cucumbers. You remember how good we had it back in bondage? And Paul is telling those foolish Galatians, why are you going to be like those Old Testament Israelites and long for Egypt? Why do you want to long for the bondage of Egypt? No, you live in the year of Jubilee, right? You live in the year of liberty. And he said, listen, O foolish Galatians, why in the world are you being enticed to be entangled again with the yoke of bondage? Stand fast in the liberty of the jubilee, right? Stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has made you free. And why in the world would anyone, when they felt liberty, be willing to submit back to bondage? Now, this is a bigger topic, but the scriptures always commend freedom and liberty and representation. And the exact opposite of biblical teaching is communism and dictatorship, right? And this group, this small group of people oppressing all of the rest of the nation. What does the scripture present? Scripture presents liberty, right? Freedom of conscience to serve the Lord and to raise your family as you see fit. And the Lord is saying, if you have felt liberty, why would you ever submit back to bondage? You know, those that have felt liberty, and I, I don't know where the future of America is going to come, and I'm certainly not happy about some of these socialistic rumblings that we've had in our country, but I'll tell you, there's a lot of people in America that love freedom, and if we ever try to have some national takeover, listen, I hope to be one of those that stands up for liberty. I don't know why anyone that has experienced liberty would ever voluntarily submit back to bondage, okay? And that's certainly true in a natural sense. It's true in a national citizen sense. But boy, it's sure true in the gospel too, isn't it? If you felt the liberty of the year of Jubilee, why would you ever go back to Egyptian bondage, you see? So what all happened in this year of Jubilee? Every man's possession would be returned unto him. If you had to buy and sell something during those 50 years, again, we talked about the discounted rate, but you would go back to your homeland. You would receive your possessions if you had to mortgage your house. You would get your house back. And he said that all debts would be forgiven. Servants would be liberated. Mortgages would be forgiven. And you would return to your homeland. Praise God. Praise God for that. So the Lord says, number one, you observe the Sabbath of the land every seventh year. Then on the 49th year, it's a regular Sabbath, but then on the 50th year, you consecrate that as a year of Jubilee. You relinquish all debts. You let go of the servants. You return every man, every man to his homeland. And then you also consecrate that 50th year as a Sabbath for the land as well. So God said, very similar to how he did the manna in the wilderness, he said, listen, you don't go out on the seventh day, you're supposed to rest. Don't go out on the Sabbath day. 
I'm going to give you double on the sixth day, right? The Lord's going to provide for his people. I'm going to give you double on the sixth day. So the Lord says, listen, I know that if you obey me and don't plant on that seventh year, then you're going to need extra. So what am I going to do? I'm going to give you double on the sixth year, right? I'm going to give you double on the sixth year to sustain you all the way through. And really they needed a full two years worth because they were not going to be able to harvest until the fall later on, right? They had to eat in the early part of the year. So now when you get to your 49 and your 50, you are going to have to have three years worth of a harvest on your 48, right? 49th is the regular Sabbath. The 50th is year of Jubilee. And that crop won't come in till later in the fall in the 51st year. So on that 48th year, God would give them three years worth of harvest. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing that God would do that? But that's what God would do if you are faithful to obey the Sabbath years and faithful to obey the year of Jubilee. Now you fast forward in the history of the nation of Israel, though, we find that they ultimately go into Babylonian captivity. And the reason for that is because they did not observe the Sabbath years for the land. So they missed 70 times, which is a 490-year period, for 490 years during that kingdom age. And they had a lot of good kings back then, right? They had Hezekiah and Jehoshaphat and Saul. They had a lot of good kings. But even those kings did not obey the Sabbath rest for the land. So they ignored it for 490 years. They missed 70 Sabbath years. And the Lord said, all right, you did not give my land its rest. I'm going to give my land its rest. And therefore, I'm going to send you to 70 years of Babylonian captivity. But in keeping with the year of Jubilee, after that time period, I'm always going to restore my people. God always promises restoration. One interesting point as you map out the timeline of this, 490 years they did not observe the rest of the Sabbath land. And you know what that also tells me? That tells me for 490 years, they didn't observe the year of Jubilee, right? For 490 years, they did not observe the year of Jubilee. Now, when did that cease? If you look at the timeline, there was a period of time where they obeyed it, right? They did set captives free. They did forgive debts and they did let the land rest. But when was it that they ceased to do that? It was at the latter end of the time of the judges. And that's very appropriate, isn't it? During the time of the judges, it's when every man did what was right in his own eyes. Every man did what was right in his own eyes. And what happened when every man did what was right in their own eyes? They were unwilling to walk by faith, to trust God in those sixth years that he would give them extra. They were greedy, they were selfish, and they disobeyed God. They didn't walk by faith. And it was during the time of the judges when every man did what was right in his own eyes that they ceased to do this. They omitted it for 70 times. And the Lord said, all right, because you missed 70 Sabbath years, I'm going to send you into Babylonian captivity and my land is going to have its rest. But you want to know what that also tells me? That tells me there was a period of time where they observed the year of Jubilee, but there was 490 years where they did not observe the year of Jubilee. How sad is that, right? That God's people, instead of forgiving debts, and that certainly applies in the New Testament kingdom as well, right? If we've been forgiven so much in Jesus Christ, if we've had our year of Jubilee, then we need to forgive others as Christ has forgiven us, right? If we've had our year of Jubilee, then we need to show that love and forgiveness and kindness to others, right? That may wrong us. But what happens when you cease to observe the year of Jubilee? 
when you cease to be reminded of what God has done for you in the year of Jubilee, well, you're going to become very harsh toward other people, aren't you? You're going to become very harsh toward your people that owe you debt. You're going to become very harsh to those who have a mortgage. And there's very clear prohibitions in the Old Testament that you do not charge excessive usury to your kindred as the Israelites. Now, you do you have different rules for strangers and different, different rules for Gentiles. But your kindred, which is pointing us towards your brothers and sisters in the church, in the New Testament, you do not oppress your brothers and sisters of Israelites. You do not oppress your kindred. And that's what was happening for 490 years because they were not observing the year of Jubilee, right? And the Lord is always going to have his glory. The Lord is always going to defend his word and defend his glory. So what did the Lord do? He said, all right, you didn't observe the Sabbaths. You're going into bondage. You're going into Babylonian captivity for 70 years. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? That the judgment for them not observing the year of Jubilee of Liberty was to send them into bondage. They ignored the blessing of liberty that God had given them and the judgment for them ignoring the liberty of the year of Jubilee was for God to send them into bondage for the exact time period that they ignored it. <laughs> How about that? We shouldn't be surprised when we reap what we sow, right? We shouldn't be surprised because God is not mocked. But obviously the year of Jubilee points us toward the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. He finished the work of salvation. He proclaimed liberty to the captives. Every servant to sin has been obliterated and now we serve him voluntarily in his New Testament kingdom. Every debt has been forgiven and a restoration to the homeland. And boy, aren't we looking forward to that sound of the trumpet the second time, amen? Aren't we looking forward to the sound of the trumpet that is the second announcement of our spiritual year of Jubilee, if you'll let me put it like that? Aren't we looking forward to that last trump and the announcement of the year of jubilee and then what happens boy every debt every problem we have in this world we're returning to the homeland right we're returning to the land of our inheritance we're returning to the land of our fathers in new jerusalem to be with our lord forever to be with our captain of our salvation the lamb of god and christ is our year of jubilee we're going to be with our jubilee for all of eternity praise god and lord jesus come quickly let's ever be listening for that sound of the trumpet. And we certainly pray that the Lord will not tarry in his coming. But until then, let us meditate and praise God for the year of jubilee and liberty and freedom that we have in the New Testament kingdom and in the New Testament gospel. May God bless you this morning. If you enjoy the messages you hear on the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast, we invite you to visit a Primitive Baptist church in your area. Visit our website at gospel-of-grace.com to search for a Primitive Baptist church near you, to listen to past messages online, and to find additional contact information. This program is also available on iTunes under podcasts with the title, The Gospel of Grace, a Primitive Baptist radio broadcast. 
If you enjoy our program, send us an email at gospelofgracepb at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. This program is produced by Sulphur Springs Primitive Baptist Church, 40283 Wolf Road, Caldonia, Mississippi, and Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church, 11 Staten Road on Highway 15, just north of Ackerman, Mississippi. Come and worship with us each Sunday morning at 1030 and tune in next week for another message from the Gospel of Grace. Until next time, we pray that God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus our Lord.